This is Unleashing Leadership, and I'm your host, Travis Moss, and we're on episode 20, which is all about leverage. And so I'm going to start out with a story, a story of my life a little bit. And I like to, when I have some free time, get out and work in the yard. I like to get my hands dirty. I like to do some gardening. Uh, it's kind of like going to the gym for me. I probably overdo it every time I go out there. My, my wife always laughs and says, you know, it's Travis time when we're in the yard as far as my pace. It's just, we got a job to do. We're going to do it. So I put headphones on and listen to an audio book and I get after it, right? Um, so we, my wife and I recently moved to Tennessee a couple of years ago and uh, we bought a property and the property has, the, the previous owner had put metal posts all the way around the property, like to mark, like they had it surveyed and they wanted to mark the boundaries, I guess forever. Um, and so there's these six foot posts, green, got off ugly posts all around one of the properties or one of the, the lots, basically. We have a couple of different lots, but around one of the lots. So I've got these big, huge posts sticking out of the ground around the property. And so I decided one day I'm going to I'm gonna pull these posts out. And um, and I consider myself a pretty strong individual. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to go out there, grab them and pull them out. So I go over and I grab one and I try to move it. It's not moving. You know, the ground in Tennessee, when it is dry, it is like basically concrete. You're not pulling anything out of that. It will not give up its treasures. So, okay, I can't pull this out with my hands. So I understand leverage. I understand body. I've spent a lot of time at the gym. Um, so I think about, okay, I'm going to keep my, you know, my back straight, lower my hips, get my legs into it. I'm going to pull this. I'm going to use all my leverage to pull this thing out. I ain't even getting it to move. The sweat's pouring down. I'm pouring water on my head. Um, I'm like worried about getting heat exhaustion. I'm just out there like cranking on this thing for, for it seems like ever. And I can't get it out. So then I said, okay, well, you know what? I'll go get a sledgehammer and see if I can loosen this thing up. You know, swinging a sledgehammer, a lot of people don't understand this. You don't just like swing it like a regular hammer. You got to put your body into it. You got to put your hips into it. You got to put your legs into it. That's where your power comes from, right? So I'm railing on this thing and I'm just mangling it and it's not moving. So I'm like, all right, I'll go get the pickaxe and I'll try to dig down around it and I'll try to lever this thing out. And I mean, it's only in the ground, maybe 18 inches. It's not like it's, you know, three feet into the ground and I'm digging around. And I can't, you know, first of all, it's Tennessee dry, you know, it's the middle of the summer. Like I cannot dig very far into the dirt here. And, uh, you know, I'm exposing some of the, some of the under the surface and stuff. And I'm trying to lever it. No, no go. Like there's nothing happening with this pole. So then I go get, I call it the man killer bar, the big heavy bar. And I'm just going to try to pry this thing out because I can get under one, like the little lips um, of the post. And uh, I bend the bar. So I've used all the leverage that I can possibly think of. I've used everything that, you know, is attached to me, my whole body. My body is not going to work. You know, I do not have enough leverage. I do not have the right tools to get this thing out of the ground. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to pull out my pickup truck. Like, how am I going to get this post out of the ground? Neighbor comes over, takes one look at it, and goes, you know, they make a tool for that. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, you know that tool? is It's like a jack that you use to pick up your car, you know? You, you go pick up this tool at the hardware store, and it's got like a little pole in it, and you just you know, or, or a little lever, and you push the lever down, and it pops the pole out of the ground. Just like that got like the strength of like you know at least myself plus a sledgehammer plus an iron bar plus a pickaxe you know maybe times two because i couldn't even get to move maybe two people doing that at the same time i mean it's it's an incredibly powerful tool because everything's you know 
working together. My job then is just to put a little pressure on the lever. So leverage, you know, that's how your team works. It's not about like, oh, I got all these different um, teams. You know, we talked about the team of teams and how you, you have the 11th team, right? So it's not like, oh, I got the 11th teams and we're just going to keep on hammering away at something until we get to move. It's which teams within my team of teams make the most sense to use for which issues and how do I get them together to minimize the amount of organizational effort required? You know, I'm out there giving myself freaking heat stroke. <laughs> like I had to go and lay on the floor in the garage and cool down like one of my dogs after they play too much. Like I'm like, man, this is like way too much because I wasn't using the right tools. Tools that are at my disposal, I wasn't using. So there's your business. There's your team of teams. Well, in your team of teams, is kind of like an, or, an, an um, as an organization, it's kind of like a person. You know, so think of a person instead of your organization. At the top, at the head level, that's your top leadership. That's where all the information is coming into. That's where all the final decisions are being made. And down through the body, think about like that brain going down through the spinal cord. And so, you know, pretend you had x-ray vision, you're looking through a body. You've got the brain and then you got the spinal cord going down, straight down through the body. And then from that, you've got nerve spidering off. And then from that, you've got all these different organs attached. And so it's just like an information collection superhighway. Well, each of these organs is a team. Um, and what do you want the teams to be doing? You want them to be focusing on their purpose, doing whatever their purpose is, the team purpose. But overall, the 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 main objective is to bring everything together for the purpose of the organization. So each team's kind of got a job and a purpose about, you know, like what they're supposed to be doing. But the organization itself is like, here's where we're going. So team, this is what you need to contribute. And we want these teams to be maximum effective, right? And we don't want them to be going haywire and doing their own things. Think about your body. If your lungs start doing going haywire and doing something they're not supposed to do, you're going to go to the hospital. You might even die. You're, if your thyroid goes crazy, right, you're going to have problems. You, you need the, the um, organs to do what they're supposed to be doing, to be the type of tool they're supposed to be. And you need them contributing when they're supposed to contribute to the overall organization. So a couple of things that that means, and this is just a recap on some of our previous episodes. So in case you're just jumping in on this episode, this will give you some, you know, you got to go backwards a little bit. This We're setting each of these episodes up off of the last one. Um, no fucking silos, right? Like the heart can't be just operating on its own. When the heart has a problem, the heart's got to let other people know, I got a problem. And if other organs have a problem, they got to let, let the brain know, hey, I got a problem. Otherwise, you got haywire. You have a heart attack, right? You got other issues. You get, it, all of a sudden, boom, the, the, the host just dies. The body just dies. And you can't have that. So no silos. No information. So you say no silos. And then you still have these information, like controlling, um, silo-loving little trolls out there. They're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not supposed to have a silo, but I'm still going to try to control the information. None of them. You can't have a dead end in the nervous system. Imagine how your body would work if literally your right arm decided we're not going to send information to the brain anymore. And then you look down, your hand's literally on the top of a hot stove, burning, melting. And your brain's like, no, nope, 
didn't get the message. Sorry. Why? Because somebody, you know, some team in your arm or some somebody in your arm decided to cut the nerve off and hoard that information. It was, you know, more important for them to feel important than it was for the rest of the uh, body to know about what was happening. So even though you don't necessarily have silos, you don't have a group of people deciding, you can also have individuals that decide, I am more important. So that's like no individual more important than the team, no team more important than the organization. Okay, so I might be dwelling on the silo stuff a little bit. I, I, I warned you during the silo episode um, that, that I was passionate about that topic. And two episodes ago, we actually talked about the fact that in order to create good habits, we need to positively drill something over and over and over again. And if we have bad ha- I mean, bad habits can come along with just 30 or so um, actions that uh, teach our body or teach our mind to act a certain way. So hopefully here, positive reinforcement consistently is getting this idea out of your head. If you have any inkling that you think silos are good for your organization or good for your body, like we need to burn that bridge down. And the maybe the, to make it a little bit fun, think about it, silos like this. You've got, uh, in the movie Star Wars, you've got the, the, good, the good side and the dark side, right? The light side and the dark side. Go to the light, don't go to the dark. And the dark side is powerful. And in the dark side, it's about the individual. And in the dark side, you know, it's all consuming. And in the light side, it's about the team. It's about the universe. It's about bringing balance. That's what silos are. Yes, you can get power out of a silo, but it will be self-destructive. Avoid that if you're concerned about symbionts, if you're concerned about the organizational health, if you're concerned about the team, you have to avoid the silo. So you'll have experts come in. You'll have the consultants come in and write the paper about these, these theoretical ideas of how the silos work. That's okay. They can have those opinions. Number one, how many of them actually work in the space and do what they're saying? Number two, so they took that idea off of a successful team, someplace, some team that had reached some level of success. Was the silo that made it successful? Hmm. Was it everlasting success that they had? Hmm. How was the performance of that silo compared to the rest of the organization? What happened after the rest of the organization siloed? See, they, they, they give you an idea, but they don't complete the story. And so you buy into the idea because it's a solution. And hey, that's their job. That's how they make money is selling you an idea. But I'm telling you, it's a path to the fucking dark side. Everything you hold dear, if you start siloing, will die on you. You silo your heart off from the rest of the body you will die. You silo your brain off from the rest of the body, you will die. The same thing with your organization. Think about it just like that. It is that simple. Silos are cancer cells. You cannot control them. They will kill you. Period. You want to leverage your organization. Understand how to get more out of each of the different organs within your body. Understand how to get them to work better together not how to isolate themselves. That's where leverage comes from. And we got to be good stewards of this. This is a deliberate act. This is why I get so impassioned by this. 
because this is something that we do that we can control as leaders or as managers or even as individuals. Don't go out there and find a team that's going to put you in a silo. You know what that is? It's a handcuff. It's a ball and chain. The organization cannot leverage for growth if it's got a bunch of disconnected parts. It's like me going out there and bashing on the side of that pole with a sledgehammer. What the hell good did that do? Did nothing. Maybe, maybe like, you know, maybe my arm's a little bit stronger, but my back certainly hurt afterwards. What good did that do? It didn't do anything good. I didn't use the right tool. And I didn't use the right tool because it wasn't even part of my repertoire. I had no idea about it. Um, be deliberate in how you build and manage things. Realize that if a team fails, if the organization dies, that's the leader's fault. It's always the leader's fault. If you had a cancer cell within a team and that cancer cell took the team down and that team took the organization down, it's still the leader's fault. It's not the cancer cell's fault, it's the leader's fault. For some reason, you siloed off information. But if the team's successful, if the organization's successful, you know whose fault that is? Still the team's fault. Leader still doesn't get credit for that. It's the team's fault. Teams of teams are how an organization becomes successful. Bad leadership is how an organization fails. <laughs>